1: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
2: It's time to talk all things Dirty Birds. It's Falcon's Flyover. <laughs> John Chuckery on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game.
3: Back in the Kia studios on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. John Chuckery Show coming to you live on this Tuesday evening. 404-726-0929. That is our Solomon Brothers Diamond Text Line to be a part of the show. We will, in uh, 20 minutes uh, from now, talk to Pete Futak from collegefootballnews.com as we look back uh, to last night's game, uh, the college football season as a whole, and then obviously we move now into the 12-team playoffs. so we'll see what that brings. This is Unite Little and all things Atlanta Falcons. It is the Falcons flyover. So we know who the teams are going to be that the Falcons are going to play next year, and not just that, but as far as home-road split. So the Falcons will have nine games at home and eight games on the road, so besides the divisional games, we play the AFC West and we play the NFC East. That's the, that's the AFC and the full division that we play out of the NFC as well. And then you have the three wildcard games. So who will be coming to Atlanta to Mercedes-Benz Stadium? Obviously the Panthers, Saints, and Buccaneers, the three divisional games, and this is a good home schedule. Um, And especially if you want to spend some money and see some of the better teams in the NFL, the Cowboys will be here. The Giants will be here. The Seattle Seahawks will be here. The Kansas city chiefs will be here. The San Diego chargers and the Pittsburgh Steelers. And depending on how, let let me ask you a question, Orrin, depending on how things go, You've got the Cowboys, Chiefs, Steelers all coming here, and the Giants all coming here to Mercedes-Benz Stadium. If you don't get the right coach and things don't go well, what do you think the split will be attendance-wise for those teams coming here versus what our fans will be?
2: Ooh.
3: um... Cowboys, Chiefs, Steelers,
2: Giants. That's Cowboys and Steelers will be a lot. 45 55 us them. Easily.
3: Yes.
2: Yep. Uh, Chiefs might be a 50 50 even split just because they
3: travel well. But let me ask you will Taylor Swift come here? Assuming they're all together. If they're still together and
2: she didn't have plans. Why not? It's Atlanta. Atlanta's a fun city. I'm Absolutely, sure she's had fun and, here and, and look, she played three nights here. She did, in that in that very arena. Absolutely, in that very, in that, very a recent, in that very stadium. Yes. I, listen, I would be all for if Taylor Swift comes here. Like I, that would be cool. Like again, you get people in the building. Would that know? be the highlight of the game then, John Chuckery? Then not the actual result, but seeing Taylor Swift at the game. Well, here's the thing.
3: Um, we're not going to play all the vagabond offenses that we did this year. No, we're not. Yeah. Uh, so we get you, several MVP uh, candidates from this year yeah. and several MVP yeah. winners from before. Yeah. And, and so now here's the funny thing is I think our road schedule is easier than our home schedule. Again, Panthers, Saints, Buccaneers, but it's at – the uh, Broncos in Denver and at the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, those won't be easy just because of the East Coast, West Coast travel and things like that. And depending on the time of the year, you know, Denver may or may not be inclement weather, but those franchises are obviously not very good. And, And again, we'll see what the Raiders do for their coaching hire, and maybe that turns things around. But as of now, those aren't great franchises. And we go to Washington, so you know again they're looking for their next head coach. We will go to Minnesota, obviously a lot of history with the Falcons and Vikings, you know, in the Homer Dome uh, in the old days. What what building do they, do they still play in the Metrodome for football? Where do they play now? That they have their own stadium, right? That yeah. So um, again, compared to and, and then we'll go to Philadelphia. That'll be the tough one, like going up to Philly. So, two things about the schedule, just as far as home and away. I think there's a lot better teams coming to Atlanta than we go on the road to face. What stadium are they uh, in? It's uh, U.S. Bank. Okay. Because I know they play in Target Field for the Twins. That's the Twins. Yeah, yeah. that's the Twins' Target Field. U.S.
2: Bank is where the old Metrodome used to be. Okay.
3: But – which, which leaked and had everything else uh, going The ceiling fell yeah. and all that good yep, stuff. Yeah. Yep. Um, but I think we have a lot of tougher teams coming to the Mercedes-Benz Stadium than we have on the road. That one in Philly will be very interesting. But again, it's not going to be all of the vagabond quarterbacks. If Kirk Cousins is still a Minnesota Viking, you'll see him, Jalen Hurts, Dak Prescott, Pat Mahomes, whatever the Steelers have, Justin Herbert. Geno Smith. Like, again, this won't be the vagabonds of the world as far as offensive football goes. We're going to have some good teams that uh, that we're going to have to play. So, uh, interesting look at uh, all of this. All right, the betting odds for the next Falcons head coach. Uh, do you know who, the, who has the best odds right now, uh, Oren, to be the next Falcons head coach? going to go ahead and say Jim Harbaugh. No.
2: No, 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 no. I'm going to say Eric bien
3: No. It's Bill Belichick, plus 300. Oh, gosh.
2: Um, I don't know if you saw this. Uh, Bill Simmons today. You know, Bill Simmons of the yes. ring, all that good stuff. Used to be ESPN and all that good yeah, stuff. Yeah, he was yep. taking a walk, and he uh, offered a suggestion for the Falcons that they trade their eighth overall pick to New England to acquire one Bill Belichick.
3: Lord have mercy. Um, ben Johnson is number two at plus 400. Eric Bienemy is three at plus 500. Jim Harbaugh is plus 800. Kellen Moore is plus 800 as well. That's the uh, Chargers offensive coordinator. He was obviously with the Cowboys uh, as well. Uh, Bobby Slowick uh, is plus 900. Um, that's what? He's the... Um, is he the Texans Texan DC? OC. Yeah, OC. or he's the OC for the Texans. Yeah, o- OC for the Texans. Mike McDonald, uh, McDonald uh, plus nine hundred. Raheem Morris is plus a thousand. Yeah, they're not bringing Raheem back. No, Dan Quinn is plus a thousand. They bring they ain't bringing Dan yeah. Quinn back here either. Um, and uh, Brian Callahan is uh, plus one thousand uh, as well. And then. Ryan Flores is plus 1,000. Mike Vrabel's plus 1,000. And then you go, you know, from there. So, again, I'm not in favor of bringing Bill Belichick in here, but right now he's got the best odds to be the next Falcons head coach according to the betting lines. All right. Uh, Let's look at some mock drafts. Uh, Ryan Wilson just put out his newest mock draft. He's got in round one... For the Atlanta Falcons. He's still got Michael Penix. Can I tell you, um, I, I I'm not taking Michael Penix at number eight. I'm not. I will I be disgusted by that pick. No. I don't think Michael Penix is a first round talent in the NFL. And I was more convinced about that last night. And and he's starting, and it's not a matter of he's gonna move up and down on board stuff like that. If he you know, again, injury history, his short to immediate intermediate throws, that's gonna be a problem. Beautiful deep ball, no doubt about that. You know, obviously, tremendous season, but I just don't see him as a first-round time. I don't see him, if you're picking at eight, I don't see him in the same class as Drake May, Caleb Williams, and um, uh, uh, Jaden uh, Daniels. I just I don't see him in that same version. So, uh, again, we'll, we'll see, you know, what happens with all of this, but I, I'm... I'm just I'm a little bit less sold on Michael Penix, you know, as a a first round kind of guy. Uh let's see here. Richie Bradshaw from uh SI.com. He's got let's see here. Who's he got? Uh he says that the uh uh Bears and the Falcons make a trade with uh obviously Justin Fields. Um Coming here to, um, coming here to the uh, Atlanta Falcons. So again, I, listen. There's there doesn't. If you're going to trade for Justin Fields, I don't know that he's going to cost you a first round pick. Um, I don't I don't know that he's got enough cachet right now that he demands a first round pick. Um, the Bears will certainly ask for it, but if you don't have to give up your first round pick and and you want to trade for Justin Fields, that's fine. I'm still of the opinion that. You know, you have to draft a quarterback at eight. Even if you get Russell Wilson, if you get Kirk Cousins, if you get Justin Fields, you still draft a quarterback at eight because there's way too much unknown with all of those guys versus – because, again, Kirk Cousins not going to play for fish, heads, and rice. You're going to have to eventually give Russell Wilson some money. Justin Fields, you'll get him for cheap for a year, and then you got to pick up his fifth-year option – that's 22 to 23 million, and then you'd have to sign him after that, and that's going to be 35, 40 million dollars. And again, you know, if it doesn't work out, you know, you can walk away after the fifth year potentially. But I, I just, you know, even if you're going to trade for a quarterback, go draft a guy at number eight or move up in the draft and, and go get your guy. All right. When uh, we get back, we'll talk to Pete Futek from College Football News, Trucker in the Kia Studios, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game and Odyssey dot
1: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
3: Sports Radio 92.9, 9, The Game, back at a truck free show, hanging out in the Cage Studios with you. Tuesday nights. That is our Solomon Brothers Diamond Text Line to be a part of the show. We're going to open up the phone lines back up at the uh, top of the hour. We'll get into a discussion about um, where the Falcons go in the uh, draft. But um, obviously last night, Michigan wraps up the national championship. Now a lot of questions about what the future of Jim Harbaugh is going to be. I say bring him to Atlanta, but... Um, That may be, you know, a far stretch to actually make uh, happen. Let's head out to the wadeford.com hotline. Let's talk to the publisher of collegefootballnews.com, our buddy Pete Futak joining us. And um, you can follow Pete on his personal Twitter page, at Pete Futak. And, Pete, appreciate a few minutes uh, here in Atlanta as, um, you know, look, uh, it was good old-fashioned football last night. Line of scrimmage dominated. And, you know, for all the glitz and glam of What Michael Penix and that offense can be, at the end of the day, it was Michigan running the football and beating their quarterback up in Penix.
0: Yeah, first of all, I have to ask, so why do you want Harbaugh as the NFL head coach? Because that seems to be the popular thing because everyone seems to like, oh, I want Jim Harbaugh, but like, when was the last time an NFL head coach really made Everything good.
3: So they've never hired a head coach with NFL experience in the Arthur Blank tenure. I want a guy that, again, they've been very clear about they want to win right away. And wherever Hall has gone, he has won. He's also a dominant line of scrimmage coach. Stanford, Michigan, San Francisco, he's always built great lines of scrimmage. While we've been pretty good last year, again, we've not been the type of franchises that he's been a part of, you know, in his career. So I like the experience. I like the fact that he's a winner and I like the fact that he's a line of scrimmage dominant guy.
0: But did he do that at the NFL or is that the general manager side of things? Well, and like I get it in college. So, yeah. so I, where I'm getting to on this is that it's a, the NFL is a sucker bet for coaches. And I don't quite see why like 10 years ago. Yeah. I mean, cause that's how you got paid. You know, that's that's where you went to the next level. And now these guys are getting paid so much more in a lot of situations. You're master of your entire universe. And they're not giving anybody – no one's giving Jim Harbaugh any general manager duties here. So he's kind of stuck with the players that he's got. And it doesn't work no matter how good a coach you are. And everyone seems to, like, get all into the, oh, I want this coach – as opposed to the coach who just sort of is kind of like the, you know, the latest 14 year old whiz kid offensive coordinator type. So it's, kind of, it's been kind of interesting to watch how, how this has gone so far.
3: Well, I think, Pete, the other thing too is look, um, given what we saw here in Atlanta yesterday, um, I think the owner of this team at 81 years old is more open to swinging for the fences than he probably was, say, 20 years ago. And you know, if you have, again, based upon what we know with Terry Fontenot's role, if you brought a Jim Harbaugh in, I'm not saying he'd be subservient, but they would be in simpatico about what the vision that Jim Harbaugh wants. You know, again, and I, I know it didn't end well in San Francisco. Trent Bulkey, who, who, by the way, you know, is hanging on by a thread uh, down in Jacksonville for some of his craziness. But, you know, that was a complete train wreck. But they did build a great franchise. I mean, they, they – and, again, that's that's where it's at. I mean, again, you if you want to be a good franchise, be like the 49ers. And, and again, there's a reason why they've had two head coaches and three different quarterbacks and been to five of the last ten championship games. That's not by accident that, that that's happened.
0: Yeah, so here, so if I'm, if, if I'm that, if I'm when, not if, actually I'm going to be an 81-year-old owner of an NFL team someday, <laughs> and it's, it's going to have – so if, I, if I'm Atlanta right now, you know, I'm giving you sports talk radio content here, but a uh, topic, but I'm here in Chicago. Don't you just give up everything to get Justin Fields on the cheap and then just say, Hey, we are getting a young talented quarterback now with good young receivers around him and let's see what we can do. But I get it. Like, and that to, to to bring it to your, the overall arching point here is that, yeah, when did Michigan get good? Of course there's all the controversy and there's that aspect of it. But if you remember, it, 2020 wasn't that long ago when COVID year, nothing was working. The team was dead. They they just they couldn't beat Ohio State. Cause I, remember, I was a part of the Jim Harbaugh Apologist Club. Like, this guy's actually winning here mm-hmm. at a place that hasn't won for a long time. And there was a game against Penn State where they were getting drilled in the first half. And they came out in the second half and was kind of like, all right, here we go. And then all of a sudden, the offensive line took over. It was like, where's that been? Like, where has that Power been in the Harbaugh era because it was never there, and all of a sudden something sort of flipped, and then they went through the transfer portal and they got the one or two guys they got the Virginia Center they got you know they got the uh, Arizona State to tackle for this year, and they just got the right guys just to fill in the blanks, and all of a sudden that offensive line became dominant, and it all started to come together at once, and they weren't being beaten on the lines anymore. And then they progressed into this season where I can never remember a team that was more consistently great in all facets of the game. Uh, except Maybe at the downfield passing game, but that was by design than this Michigan team was this year.
3: So how much pressure then shifts over to Ryan Day, who, look, I'm a Northeast Ohio guy. My entire family is diehard Buckeyes, and, you know, I grew up in that environment. But, you know, again, I've said before, Pete, I don't think Ryan Day wins a national championship at, at Ohio State. I, I, I just I, I don't I don't see it happening and it's not because of talent or anything like that. I just I, I don't see that he's going to win a national championship. But I think that seat, say what you will, got even a little bit hotter last night.
0: Well, a Kid got to a national championship once and he was uh, Noah Ruggles field goal against your Bulldogs down there away from winning one last year. So uh, he's yeah, it's close. I mean, you know, it, it, it's I, now I've shifted, by the way, to the Ryan Day Apologist Club. You know how hard it is? To, it's, it's actually insane. If you – I did – I'm going to get all my numbers wrong here because I completely forgot them, so forgive it, but I'm going to try to get close to the pin. It is insanely hard to find a head coach to hire who comes in and wins at least 60% of his games for five years and is still around. It's really – there's only like 18 of those guys who are around and most of them are like either Kirk Ferentz or else they're guys who, you know, just are, are hanging on by a thread. They don't really, they, it's hard to find much less the guys who win 83% of their games. And until, you know, give them a break on the Missouri game. Cause you know, that was a weird game where they didn't have any guys left. But if you look at the Ryan day era, it's insane who he's lost to Michigan a couple times, three times, he lost to a national championship uh, Alabama team. He lost to a Clemson team that played for the national championship. He doesn't lose to Maryland. He doesn't lose to Purdue. He's not. Those teams have been really close. And I get what you're saying. And Ohio State fans are certainly angry. But the goalposts are about to change because now it goes from being oh my gosh, you've got to be uh, 12 and one and win your Power Five conference championship to be you have to be 10 and two and be ranked in the top 11 and get into the college football playoff. Because, look, going forward, if it's if we got the top 11 teams and whatever, you know, kids table, group of five champion gets, you know, thrown a cookie, well, look, this year, I'm, I know how it worked. I know Georgia lost. Georgia, a fully functional Ohio State, either one of those two, I'm not betting against them. So, like, the teams with the talent going forward, and Ryan Day can certainly do that. Uh, it's, it's really hard to do what Ryan Day has been able to keep going at Ohio State.
3: But, but you know what the difference is, Pete? And, and, and I, I, I don't disagree, and, and I, I know what the numbers are. But you know what the difference is? Jim Tressel and Urban Meyer didn't lose to the Michigans. And and, and say, say what you will, you know, but let's face it. Ohio State's season comes down to one or two games. And, and that's what it comes down to. And if you don't – look, Georgia's season came down to – I still think Georgia's the best team in the country, but their season came down to beating Alabama. And if you don't beat Alabama, then, you know, again, you you, you set yourself up for those kinds of things. And obviously Kirby's been magnificent, but it's just when, when, when you're at that level and, and there's nothing that Georgia does that Ohio State can't do, like they have everything, right, and they have all the history and tradition – of, of a college football program, but when you have coaches that didn't lose to those, you know the Michigans and stuff of the world, that's the big difference, and and that's what. Oh, people it's the are John Cooper by. effect. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yep. look, I,
0: I go on regularly in, in, in radio spots in Columbus and Cleveland. And I go on, and, we, and I have tried for oh the last six years, and it has not worked at all <laughs> to try to convince them that the Michigan game is just another game. It just it look again. I get it. Of course, it matters. Of course, that's everything to the fan base and the rivalry and stuff. But, again, they lost to Michigan last year. And, again, field goal, goes straight, Ohio State's the national champion. You know, so, like, it's it, – it's it, yes, you have to beat Michigan. But going forward, you don't have to beat Michigan to win the national title in a new college football playoff era. But I get it. I'm absolutely – I absolutely get it.
3: Uh, are Are you a – are you a fan of the 12-team playoff? Do, do you like the dynamic that this is going to bring and, and the, you know, what, what looks to be in the changing landscape of, of college football? You, know, you just mentioned about the regular season. Well, you know, if Michigan-Ohio State is just another game, that's not what it's been you know, in the last handful of years. It's, it's, you know, again, they, they, what's the old saying in the South here is football is not a matter of life and death. It's more important than that.
0: Yeah, but like again, look at you know Alabama getting to a winning a national championship when they didn't win uh, the SEC championship. So it's it it's that is absolutely true. But it's I get it. But I, to answer your question, I'm a huge fan of this. I don't like much, and then usually college football gets it wrong. But you've got to have a mechanism where you can play your way in. There's got to be a way where. If you win your Power Five Conference championship, you know you are going to get in to avoid this Florida State thing of this year. And that's what's happening going forward. We know now, first of all, it's going to make college football bigger because in the, um, in the era now of uh, in, when you, in the, power, in the expanded college football playoff, we know this year had Iowa upset Michigan, Iowa would have been in the expanded college football playoff. If you had Oklahoma State somehow beating uh, Texas, it would have been in the expanded college football playoff. So that's going to serve as a, uh, a sort of first round of the playoffs. and It's going to be just that much more massive. And then I think we're all underestimating just how huge this expanded college football playoff is going to be come December of next year. Because it's going to start in mid-December. The games are going to be massive. They're going to matter more, and it's going to keep on going. And the national interest in this, it's not going to be March Madness. It's not going to be NFL, but it is going to be that, just that big. And so, finally, if you can't get in the top four in this format, it's hard. You kind of got hosed. There's an argument to be had. If you can't get in the top 11, you know, no one's going to really cry for you that hard. So, it's, its I think it's a good way to, to kind of bridge that gap and keep going forward and take it out of the hands of the judges at least a little bit.
3: Last question for you, Pete. Um, you know, let's fast forward a little bit and let's talk about next year. Who do you think is kind of the top one or two teams going into next season? Is it is it as simple to say Georgia and Alabama, or you know, is there somebody else that you really got your eye on?
0: I have some my really good friends who, by the way, happen to be Michigan fans who just don't who just aren't into college football at all. They're total NFL fans. They're total joke, which they keep doing with me. It's always funny when they do it too. It's like Who's good this year? Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, USC. Who's going to be good next year? Alabama, Georgia. And who's going to be good 20 years from now? We know how this is going. Yes, Georgia's going to be great. Alabama's going to be great. Ohio State's going to be great. But the, the bigger overarching question, kind of what we were just talking about, is that's where the bar is set now. At the very least, you know, if you didn't get in the fourteen college football playoff before, Georgia's still great. I, like I said, Georgia got into it this year. I'm not betting against them or if Ohio, fully functional Ohio State got into it. Yeah, you're going to argue with them. Going forward, if you're not in the college football playoff, if you're Georgia, Alabama, Michigan, Ohio State, USC, now you've got the fan bases screaming about the head head of the head coaches as opposed to now where there's a little bit of wiggle room there because you've got to be, at least in the show, if you're one of those four monster or several monster programs.
3: And more importantly, the boosters will be the ones that will, uh, you know, be screaming loudest if uh, you're, not, uh, you're not in the playoffs on a regular basis. Pete FuTech is the publisher of collegefootballnews.com, one of my absolute favorite reads uh, on the uh, Internet. Join me here on the Wadeford.com hotline, on Twitter, at Pete FuTech, And, Pete, as always, thanks for a few minutes uh, in Atlanta. Always a good conversation with you. We will chat again here soon as we get through the season. Well, absolutely. Thanks for having me out. Have a great night. You got it. When we come back, it will be time for What's Bugging Chuckery. Oren, even I understand what streaming is. I'll explain that up next. Chuckery Nakia Studios, Sports Radio, 999 in the Game, com.
1: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio.
3: Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, back at a Chuck show hanging out in the key studios with you on this Tuesday night. 404-726-0929, Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. We're going to open up the phone lines coming up at the top of the hour as we get in the final hour of the program. We'll um, open the phone lines back up to you. I'm going to ask you, if the Falcons don't draft quarterback at 8, what position do you want to see them draft? So we'll get to uh, all of that uh, coming up at the uh, top of the hour uh, Hawks tomorrow night, they will be at state farm arena against the Philadelphia 76ers. No Joel Embiid. Um, he will not play again. Second game in a row that he will not be available. Sixers right now are the number three seed. And let me see where we're at. Right now, We're, we're right behind them, right? Um, oh yeah, we're 12. Um, so anyway, um,
2: we're behind them, yes. Yeah, not, uh, not true, right? Yeah, behind yeah
3: not not right behind them. But we are better than uh sh- uh Charlotte. We're 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 better than Charlotte or Detroit. Or uh who's the other team at the bottom? Charlotte, Detroit, and uh who's the other one? Uh who's the other dreadful Washington. Oh Wa- uh, yeah, Washington, yeah. So yeah, we're at least better than those three teams, right? But Yay. Uh, yeah. We're better than the three and thirty-three Detroit Pistons. <laughs> Can you imagine? Being, they just lost Kay Cunningham for like a week and a half too. Well, yeah, and and they probably just shut him down, you know, said you know, this this season's not going. Uh, again, when you're three and thirty-three, Oren, like who wants to go see that? Uh, unless you want to see the other team. Families. I, I don't think even the families wanna go. Like they're like, yeah, you Groupies? know, what? we 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 can we can order takeout and we can, you know, get what do you call that, the door dish, you know, dish door or whatever? Door dash. Right, dish door and. Door door dash. Right, whore dash or whatever it is. I mean, so did you dump that? App? Absolutely I did. <laughs> <laughs> you
2: know it's bad when you ask me if I dumped it.
3: <laughs> I saw you reaching. I mm-hmm. saw your right shoulder reach over. That wasn't that bad. Yeah, it was. Oh, boy. Anyway, but uh, I, I, I don't know who would go see the uh, Detroit Pistons. But, again, Hawks basketball coming up uh, tomorrow night. Uh, so, no show tomorrow. We will be back on Thursday. A little bit of a short show. Are you here Thursday? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I'll double-check that. Probably. Okay. Uh, I'm here a lot. Well, we're only on – I think it's 845 is when we are off on Thursday because it's Michigan State and Illinois uh, college basketball. So, we will – we will throw to that at 8:45 uh so we'll be here for you know not quite three uh, not quite uh, 2 hours um you know on Thursday and then uh Hawks basketball coming back up on uh Friday they uh host Indiana and again we said 6 of this next 7 is at home you got to find a way to just pile up a bunch of wins at home before you start to get to March and you know you're going to spend most of your time on the road so we'll see what happens but uh Hawks basketball tomorrow we're back on Thursday, and then Hawks basketball on Friday as well. Believe it or not, um, what MLK Day is Monday, right? Hawks Hawks uh, and MLK Day—that
2: is correct. It they, is Monday.
3: They will be—is uh, that San Antonio? Yeah, that's San Antonio. That will be here. So that'll be the—I think it's like the three o'clock game or something like that on TNT. And Wemby, yeah, yeah, Wemby—that's uh, Wemby's only appearance uh, here. So,
2: uh, did you hear today too? One of the hot new rumors out there. What's that? San oh, Dejounte Murray. Yeah, would be interested in taking Dejounte back.
3: Yes, that that's that San Antonio would be interested in in reacquiring Dejounte Murray. did they know just, what they wouldn't give back? Yeah, not three, up for him though. Yeah, they not, not give, three, first three first round yeah. picks. Yeah, yeah, they would So we would get like honestly we'd get their twelfth man on the bench, a bag of balls, and you know I, I don't know uh, some some water from the um what what is that River the Riverwalk. Walk? Yeah.
2: Ooh, that's touristy water.
3: Ooh, I don't think I want that. Do you like San Antonio? Never been. Never really? been to Texas. San Antonio San is a lot of fun. I, I like Riverwalk. I've been to the Alamo as well. Okay. Um, I didn't get to the basement, though, but I, I have been to the Alamo. And it is small. And, and it's, it's weird where it's located. Like, right in the downtown area. Like, there's a Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum right across the street from the Alamo.
2: Ah. Believe it or not, there's yes. a Ripley's.
3: I mean, it's... It's. No, it's all right. You didn't get the basement reference. I didn't get the basement reference. I heard you. I just let that one go. Yeah. Well, I'll send you another book. Please don't. All right. uh, Speaking of uh, good reading, let's get to something we call What's Bugging Chuckery. Don't look now, but somebody
2: out there just got Chuckery ticked off. (laughs) Like, that's hard. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. It's time for What's Buggin' Chuckery on Sports Radio
3: 92.9, The Game. So one of our favorite guys, Mike Francesa, was, I guess, ranting earlier today about the idea of that. You know this game on, uh, is it Saturday or Sunday? Saturday. Saturday. Okay. It's on the Pacock. And it's streaming on the Pacock. Why
2: did you just do exactly what I thought you were going to do?
3: It's, well, I mean, again, it's spelled P-E-E-C-O-C-K. No. What? No. That's not how it's spelled? That's not how it's spelled. Oh, okay. How's it spelled? It's
2: P-E-A and then the back half. So P-E-A
3: and then C-O-C-K. What? <laughs> That's how it's spelled, is it
2: not? So, so yeah. So, streaming there, please, please move past the spelling so, of that. So speaking so fast.
3: of speaking of P E E and streaming, um, so Francesa was ranting about the idea of that nobody wants to see that game because nobody does streaming. Let me ask you: in modern television world. Does anybody not? I'm probably the only person that doesn't stream TV nowadays. Or the, I have I have Peacock because I watch the WWE Network, and and I watch all the pay per views on Peacock. So I, I again I I the reason I subscribe and I pay again I transferred instead of paying nine ninety nine to the WWE Network, I pay the nine ninety nine and that's the that's the premium. So, you got a $4.99 and you got a $9.99. And I pay the extra because that's what I was already paying, and I do that to get the no commercials and stuff, okay? But does anybody not stream TV nowadays? And. My mom. Okay. If you want to watch Thursday Night Football, how do you have to watch Thursday Night Football? Gotta watch it on Prime. Okay. Is that free? It's not. Okay. So, again, I, the idea that that you're going to have whatever, NBC, ABC, CBS, or whatever like that, is the only way that you watch TV in, in the year of our Lord, 2023, in modern-day TV viewing, it's ridiculous at its face. Now, here's what's even better, Oren, okay? Okay, I'm listening. Do you know what Mike Francesa started about a year or so ago? His own streaming network? Uh-huh. Oh, did he really? Was it free? Probably not. Oh. If
2: it's Mike Francesa, of course be- it's not free. I
3: believe it was eight ninety nine to stream his content on the app,
2: on his app. And I'm guessing that content is sort of like Bach and like the facts of the day was something something along those lines? Yeah,
3: it, it's probably like Mike probably handed out a block of granite um, weekly. Um, he was I, I don't know if he broadcast from a sewer, um, a manhole from uh, no from um uh Timothy John's place. The, oh, not the lodge. No, no, no. Uh, uh TJ's. TJ's. Yes, Timothy John's. The the former um Atlanta uh Flame. Not not a not a f-
2: Continue John Shuckery,
3: please. <laughs> so so again, the idea that Francesa is Upset about the way of the world with all TV going, and the fact that already to watch the NFL, like, I, I, I guess he would be a Giants fan, right? Or, or he's a Giants Jets guy, right? He's, he's a New Yorker. Okay, if the Jets and Giants played on Thursday night, how does he think he's going to sit down and watch that game? How, how does he think that he's going to watch that game on ESPN? He's going
2: to beam it directly into his 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 brain. Yeah. Or-
3: like again, without him, without him being at the stadium, how would he sit down in his Barker lounger, petting his cocker spaniel? How would he? How would he get that game and watch that on TV? You're gonna have
2: what's it? The the hot rumor now is that Warner is gonna merge with Paramount. If they do that,
3: then you're gonna see a lot, a lot, a lot
2: more football being streamed. So
3: yeah, that that's again, that's the and I think that I read that. The NFL is getting a hundred and ten million dollars to stream this game on Peacock. Like, is that the is that the rumor? Like, they're getting a whole boatload of money to stream that game. Again, what the, you can like the NFL or not, but what do you think the NFL is in business to do? Make money, money, yeah. money. Get as much revenue for their ownership groups as possible to make as much revenue for NFL teams as possible. And this is where I say that, you know, again, the studies have all been done. Even if nobody shows up to the games, the NFL makes money because the TV contracts are just just ridiculous. Yeah, it's just just ridiculous. And and that's why, versus a traditional pay-per-view model, the WWE has gone to just a subscriber service, you know, they, they do things like they get hundreds of millions of dollars to go to Saudi Arabia and stuff like that. Again, it's all about making the revenue. So, again, I, I don't know where what world Francesa is living in, but streaming on Pacock is one of the easier things you can do. Like, it's literally one of the easiest things that you can do. But, again, it, it's funny because just he's worried about paying for Pacock on a streaming service. But he was charging like nine bucks, you know, a month for the app that he was selling to everybody. Mm. What what is it? What's that saying? Me thinks we doth protest too much, or something like that. So, anyway, and what, what is it? The lady doth protest too much. Okay, and what is it? P e a.
2: Yes, and the, you don't you don't have to say anything else. Okay, that's do you don't have to say anything else. But it's peacock. That's. So. Every time you said that, I, I looked up at you. Yeah,
3: just cuz we're making eye contact cuz it were producer and
2: no it was because the producer and i no it was literally i would have my head down and every time you said that i looked up at you like john what if? why 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 are we saying it that way
3: i'm going to text you over something here that um that's well, life Oh, <laughs> no sorry uh, well, no no no, no, sorry, yeah. no john <laughs> Uh, coming over the top of the hour, I, I'm getting ahead of myself. A little bit. Uh, if the Falcons don't draft a quarterback at number eight, what position will you want? And, and again, I'm not counting trades or anything like that. If they have the eighth pick and they stay there and they don't draft quarterback, where are you going in the draft? 404 726 0929. We're opening up the phone lines to you again. Chuck Reed in the Kia Studios, Sports Radio 92 on the Game, theodicy.com app.